This episode of the Mayfair Theatre Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Podcast. There's over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Podcast. Get a free audiobook on us today. Hey everybody, welcome to the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. And Josh. And we're here on a, another gloomy auto afternoon. The perfect time to come and see a movie. Yeah. Um, get here before you get caught in the rain. It's been weird. Maybe. Weather. It's been like <laughs> constant warnings of tornadoes and stuff, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah. And every time I bike here, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to get caught in something horrible but on the way home. But apparently the other day it did happen. Was there the day where you and Gwen were here, and Gwen said something about tornadoes? Yeah, there was tornadoes. I think there wasn't an actual tornado. Oh I man, think that's what I read. It's crazy. I've never. I, I would like oh, funnel clouds. Anyway. No, I don't want to see that. I want to see that. <laughs> but I um, like Twister, but I don't. I don't yeah. like that idea. <laughs> uh, it's it's. Uh, we were just chatting before we started rolling that uh, Chamberfest is going on right now, and uh, we've been doing a little crossover with them and giving them popcorn in, mm-hmm. in trade for tickets, which is, which is fun. But um, it's always fun to see our presence in the outside world. And we I, have a presence in the we, outside we world? We do. People know who we are. Like our, they know the Mayfair. They think we're cool. Because <laughs> uh, at Chamberfest, what they did is they had this little pre-show at the Cregan Brothers concert, and they had chips from Prest, which are amazing, and they had popcorn from us. And they had um, the band do a little three or four song pre-show and gave out some prizes and stuff. But there was people actually like looking through our little program and and, uh, people eating the popcorn. And the popcorn supposedly was like a smash. People like fell in love with it. But um, yeah, so it's neat to see us out there at events like that. And then my brother's working for them. So we're thinking of, you know, anytime there's something like this, we say, come do something at the Mayfair. Because we've had live things here often. And especially like when and I saw the acoustics the, are great. Oh yeah, like musicians love it here. And and um, I mean the Cregan Brothers concert was in a, a basement of a church um, down. Um, what's that part of town called? North of Rideau Street, lower lower town. Lower town. It always confuses Oddly me because yeah. it's up to me. It's north yeah. and it's called Lower Town. So it was at a church in Lower Town, and I mean capacity must have been I don't know a hundred people or hundred fifty people. So you know, a, a performer like that could come in here very easily. So Yeah, I've heard they do, they've done stuff where they set up a bunch of musicians on the second floor at City Hall. Yeah. And, like, they played music and everything was about the echoing. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, like, I don't know. They could do something really cool with this space, I think. Yeah, so I'm getting my brother to pester them to come do something here. And, like, again, we're showing no shortage of music-themed movies. So it's, it's, it's I said, if they have a band or a, or a, sub-genre of music that they're playing that they know has a documentary that is of interest. Yeah. We are the place to show it yeah. because we just keep on showing music documentaries over and over and over. Um, and uh, Speaking of which... Speaking of which, we were a day late getting this stuff organized because it was Holiday Monday. Which makes our lives difficult. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we work on holidays and yeah. yet we... <laughs> 
have a Sunday bus schedule and we can't book movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, I swear I didn't know it was a holiday Monday till I was, I had this little, little gig just taking down a few lights at a, at a, at a show and I was biking there at like 8.30 in the morning and I was like, where is everyone? Like the streets were just zombie town. Yeah. It was like 28 days later. Yeah. Whenever that happens, because I think especially it's cliche Canadian, but I think people, besides just staying home and sleeping, go to the cottage, get yeah. out of town. And even in, in, a, in a, the big capital city like, like Ottawa, you can feel it. You're like, wow, I think, I think 50% of our populace is gone. Cottage country is so close by that, yeah. you know, people have cottages that are half an hour, 45 minutes away. Like, why not go for the weekend? Yeah. But it meant that, but, like, everything closes down, so we can't book movies, and we can't get that kind of stuff organized, so it just pushed everything back, just like everything else. But So we have a schedule in front of us now. Uh, it's a really good week. I want to oh, see, God. like, everything we have, and there's a nice bit of diversity. But uh, as we were saying, speaking of music ones, we have the Amy Winehouse documentary, uh, which will promise some great music and... Uh, depressing outcome. Yeah, bring your <laughs> tissues. Spoiler alert, it doesn't turn out well. It doesn't end well. Uh, the other one we have is Love and Mercy. I guess it's not a documentary, though. No, but you're right. Yeah, that is another music the Brian Wilson, Bri- uh Brian Wilson biopic. Yeah, and it's like a two-tiered biopic because it's... Two it's, actors. It's him as a, what, 20-year-old and him as a 40-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. And probably Paul Dano and... John Cusack. John yes. Cusack. And uh, at Blues Fest a few years ago, I got to sit under the stage while Brian Wilson was performing, Whoa. just hanging out with a, with a couple of my coworkers. And I, saw, I witnessed him walk out on stage, and he he kind of he he very slowly kind of shuffles out on stage, sits on a stool. Um, he looks pretty like withered. He looks pretty like you know he besides for his 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 physical problems, I think he's seen quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think is you think like oh this might be one of those shows where the guy's kind of a little bit over the hill or might not say great. He starts singing and it was like the most perfect vocals you've ever heard coming out of this guy who just he just sits on the chair and kind of moves his arms a little bit but it's he still sounds like the Beach Boys. Wow. And so, so it's it's the opposite of the Amy story. It's uh, yeah because he goes still around. to hell and back but he survives. <laughs> yeah and and he's still. I mean, I saw him on Conan just recently, I think, or by recently, at least within the last year. So he's, and he's still producing new music. Um, but he's, and, and he was just in that um, studio musician documentary we, we screened. Oh, the, the um, Wrecking Crew? Wrecking, Wrecking Crew. Crew. Yeah, he was in that because they were talking about how the Beach Boys didn't really perform on the albums. It, it was him conducting the Wrecking Crew, yeah. essentially, because the Wrecking Crew were better than the Beach Boys. <laughs> And would put up with him because he was a tyrant. But uh, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad we got that because that's a relatively new film as well. I think that was like just kind of on the festival circuit very recently. Yeah. So it's cool that we got a hold of that one. Um, what else do we got? Unit two Ottawa premieres: Unity and uh, the Tribe. And Unity. A lot of people asked for, like we said last week. Yeah, it's fascinating to see, especially in this age of social media, like a, a few short you know, a few short decades ago, if you wanted to, if a movie like Unity was coming out, you would have to, and this always blows my mind because it makes me feel like a hundred years old, but you would have to phone the movie theater or write them a letter and put it in the mailbox and say, I would like to see this film. But um, with social media and everything, it's funny that like the fans of this film uh, have 
they asked me, they said, they said, oh, um, are you guys going to set up a Facebook page for it? And I said, we kind of avoid that just because we have a Facebook, we have a Twitter, and, yeah. and people do not want to be, you know, bombarded, bombarded with we us. We used to do that. We used to do that, <laughs> and some people got angry. And so we're like, well, we have our Facebook page. And they said, can we do one? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to stop you. You can do one. So they're, like, setting up their own Facebook pages. And, and from a cool. purely financial point of view, that's always nice because yeah. if you want to bring a lot of friends to see something – and absolutely and that's always like you know if, and if you want to encourage these types of films to come back bring 300 of your friends to see the movie yeah <laughs> well and it also kind of shows us that you know you meant what you said when you said you wanted to see it yeah. obviously <laughs> yeah <laughs> prove it yeah <laughs> not like you Goonies Wait, fans no. <laughs> Goonies fans uh, let me down but um the the movies we just got the poster for it and it's, it's it's, does it say well, here on the paper? Well, it's narrated by 100 celebrity narrators. And it's 99 minutes, which means those narrators got to come in and out pretty fast. <laughs> they each get slightly less than a minute, which probably means they're finishing each other's sentences. Yeah, because one you, can assume. You think there's going to be end credits, which are like two to three minutes, so that's going to eat up a couple more minutes yeah. in there. So they get like 30 seconds each, maybe. Yeah, and there's like, I mean, off the top of my head, there's just names that stick out because I'm fans, but there was like, like Ben Kingsley's on there, and on the opposite end of the scale, we <laughs> heard the poster. Yeah, Common is on there. Um, like so, it's like all kinds of different folks are on this poster, and they they're going to have like thirty seconds to say their piece. So it's interesting because often in a documentary like this, they focus on the one voice. Like in the, the yeah. Monkeys documentary, it is Tina Fey doing the the whole thing, and mm-hmm. she kind of gets to perform a bit and, and kind of be a character, or like. Um, Morgan Freeman, the voice yes. of God, when he's <laughs> doing one of his 50 documentaries. It's, or like David Attenborough. Yeah, like that's part of it. You always imagine something like that. So in this, they're going with kind of the gimmick publicity of we have a hundred celebrities who are into our cause. But the idea, I guess, is that we are all connected. And, yeah. And we're all, I guess we're all humans. Yeah. So Consciousness. Yeah. And is it just like a... Oh, was that? We showed another documentary like that a little while ago, just kind of like random, beautiful cinematography shots. Well, there's Samsara and there's Samsara. That, that's what I'm thinking both. of. Yeah, and then the uh, visitors. Yeah. So is it like one of those? Just the same. Yeah. The kind Ron, of the things. Ron Man. Uh, uh, yeah. Documentaries. Yeah, because Samsara was was something else. Amazing. Like it was. Mm-hmm. There was these amazing amazing shots where at first you didn't quite know what was going on. And then you'd realize it was this big religious ceremony, which is all these people. Or it would like kind of start with like a woman working on an assembly line and then be this, especially for a vegan, this crazy, horrible, <laughs> oh, like chicken, four block. As- situation. Yeah, like four block long assembly line thing of a woman working on this assembly line. But uh, so I, be- if, if I haven't seen Unity yet, but I believe it's along those lines, but more of like how we're all connected and there's still a chance and we can save the world. And Yeah. Um, was it you who was telling me that these screenings are happening on the same day yes. around the world? Kind as, of as far as I understand it, these two days are its, are, are its theatrical run. And then I'm okay. sure it'll go to like, you know, home video stuff. Right. What do you call it? It's not home video. It, I'm from the 80. It'll go to VHS. Internet movie. <laughs> Internet <is>? things. <laughs> It'll go somewhere where you can watch D- it on your digital. computer. Digital. digital. There you go. That's it'll digital. Ultraviolet or whatever they're calling it. But I think it's cool because I, so I think around the globe, uh, UK, North America, elsewhere, um, 
So it'll be a big group thing. So I'm sure there'll be all kinds of social media and all kinds of media about that, about how this is premiering all over the place at the same time. Yeah. It's kind of the equivalent of like when a, when a newer holiday or event pops up, like Earth Day or something. Like this is this kind yeah. of thing. So, uh, but yeah, so it's kind of neat that it's just these two days and then they'll, I'm sure there'll be all kinds of speakers and events and things stuff like that. So, yeah, pretty uh, cool. Yeah, so that's that one. Uh, the other auto premiere is The Tribe. Which looks... Which is not about unity. <laughs> no. no. Does this count as like a post-apocalyptic movie? Is it like a... Or no, like... It's, a, it's a Ukrainian film. Yeah. It's uh, performed entirely in sign language. It's it... set at a school for... Uh, like a private school for the uh, deaf and... and uh, not blind, just the deaf. Okay. Deaf but, and mute. But it's not like a... Is it a science fictional kind of thing where it's like a world of... Well, I don't. Mute it's, it's strange from the reviews I'm reading because it's about these kids. It's almost like a reform. It's a school for students who, oh, are, okay. who are deaf and mute, but it, right. it almost it's functions like it's yeah. It's like a Lord of the Flies. It, it, it's basically like a very corrupt kind of ins, insulated society where it's a school, but basically it's just like an, an underground kind of crime ring where right. like uh, there's. I don't it know. There's like prostitution. What it must be like to go to an abusive boarding school. Yeah, you know? but it, it functions. It's more like a prison. Really. So the world is going on around it, but all these characters. Yeah, are, it's yeah, it's they're their own society. They're like their own mafia, mm-hmm. in that they do you know prostitution and drugs, and they go and beat people up and mug people. When I saw um, the trailer, for some reason, I thought it was like a a. In a world where there's only, where there, there's no <laughs> language, where there's no, where it's all sign, like I totally thought it was a some kind of thing, like all the people who could talk have died out, or, or, or well, basically oh, like that's blindness. that's what I, I think thought that's it was. A, yeah, essentially yeah. what it is. Okay, yeah. I mean, there, I'm sure there is an outside world in the movie, but, but in it's, the, for it's this, about this particular yeah. kind of its own society. Yeah, interesting. It looks really good. It looks it, it, it's one of those kind of. There's no subtitles, eh? No, which is cool because it's almost. In an, in an opposite kind of spectrum, it's it's like... Um, I don't even think there's music. Yeah, so it... It's, it's the, the trailer makes it seem like there's nothing. I don't... Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any... Aside from just sound effects. Whatchamacallit? Uh, Chris, move, Chris Nolan's movement. space movie. It just blanked in my brain. Interstellar? Interstellar. I was going to say Inception. I'm like, no, that's the other one. Yeah, I do that all the time. So the way... <laughs> Interception. The way, the way Interception was just noise and yeah. and we had people complaining thinking we were screwing it up and we're like no no that's what mr nolan wants you to hear so it's almost like the opposite of that we're in that um i liked it a lot and, and uh my my girlfriend my fiance who's who's all into she's a professional sound person she loved it because she thought like that's was the choice of chris nolan and the sound people of saying this is what a spaceship would sound like you wouldn't hear the dialogue but on these actors faces you can tell that they're going uh-oh and so I think this is kind of like a, it reminds me of the complete opposite of that, where you don't need subtitles because you're going to get that, that guy's scared, that guy's happy, that guy's, you know, upset. Yeah, body language yeah. is so surprisingly a lot. It's in, like, filmmakers have said that for, it was, it was somebody, it was like Coppola or Lucas, somebody back in the 70s said like a really good film, you should be able to turn the volume down. And still get the film. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, that, uh, we just showed Mad Max, right? And that's yeah. It's all totally almost like a. It's a very noisy film, but functions like a silent film, and that you can watch it with the sound off, and it's all on the screen. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. some people complain, "Oh, Mad Max didn't have enough story or narrative," and it's like, yeah. what are you talking about? It's all there. <laughs> Intention? Yeah. 
Like it's a minimal story, but like it's it's visual storytelling, right? Everything you need to know. Yeah. yeah. My biggest complaint with Mad Max is I think it should have been called Furioso. Guest starring Mad, Mad Max. Max. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> she was way cooler than that other guy. He's like, yeah. She, but uh, but I don't think she's going to be in the new one, the next one. Well, I heard in 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 real life that understandably it was a hell of a shoot, mm-hmm. and I think she was kind of like. I'm gonna go do a nice romantic comedy now, you know. But may, you never know; yeah, they could talk, talk her back garden. into it. But yeah. Well, I mean, basically, right? He Mad Max is there to, you know, be the hero for these women. Yeah. And um, he has to kind of overcome his own problems in order to help them. So I guess in the new movie, he moves on to another group of people. Yeah. He's like the so reluctant he's hero. He's learning about himself. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you there'll be a lot of car crashes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fire. But, um, okay, so that's, what's next? What's next on there? Me, oh. uh, me, Earl, speaking of romantic uh, comedies, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. me and Earl and the dying, dying, girl. dying girl. I keep calling it the other girl because I think there's a movie called The Other Bolin Girl or something, yes. so I keep but getting the title wrong. Me and Earl and Irene. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All I know about this film is that um, Nick Offerman is in it. Yeah. And, and if you don't love Nick Offerman, uh, we're not friends, <laughs> and he was—he he has a small part in this, but he was saying how proud he was to be in it. It's a great film and all this stuff. So that caught my attention because he's not one to lie. Yeah. <laughs> like you ever, if you could tell if he's done a project that he doesn't really care about, he just kind of politely doesn't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the well, the the dying girl is. Yeah. Um, she has leukemia, I think. She does. Um, she is in. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank right now. Bates Motel, actually. Oh. She's the girl who is sick and carrying around an oxygen tank all the time. I, I want to watch that, but I, we still haven't yet because Gwen hasn't seen Psycho. Oh, and what? So I'm like, I don't want you to watch this before no. you watch Psycho because that would just be weird. Yeah. Even though it's in a separate universe because in Bates Motel, I believe they have like cell phones and stuff, right? Yeah, but it would sort of explain the dynamic between... Yeah. Mother and child. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it's, it's, um. And it, this isn't playing anywhere in Ottawa. Yeah. It's something that Lee told me yesterday. It, it's, it's amazing. And again, I've said it before, but it, it's anyone who's concerned about us, you know, because of course every city has multiplexes and every city has TVs with Netflix on it. But the, 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 the quality of the films that the multiplexes pass on that the distributor is still interested to get into our hands is still staggering. It's amazing. It's yeah. not, it's not like we're scrambling. It's not like, it's like we have, we have enough that we will show stuff like Mad Max every once in a while. Well, I was going to say last week, Lee said there's nothing to show. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we still had an okay week and yeah. a bunch of people came out to Mad Max. Yeah. This week, there's a bunch to show, and there's something else that he was hoping to get his hands on that we're going to have to wait a little while longer for, but that's why we're playing the Earl and the Dying Girl, which yeah. is still not bad, because it's not playing anywhere else. Yeah, and it's like, in, in, in my youth, and even a few years ago at the Mayfair, we showed a little bit more mainstream stuff every once in a while, and I think now, it's just because we don't have room for it that we don't show it as frequently. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I, I think it's pretty unlikely that we're going to show... Avengers two at this point um, because we we have stuff we don't have time yeah yeah because we have stuff like Unity and Tribe and and uh, Amy Winehouse and stuff like that stuff that 
will garner attention of our patrons because they may have already seen the other ones or aren't interested in them. And by the time we get them, things move so fast nowadays that like they're on, you know, Netflix or Blu-ray practically by the time we can get a hold of it. Yeah. Especially with kids' movies. I'll notice that. Like, we'll show stuff and do well with it, but, like, stuff like Frozen or Lego Movie, and we show it on the weekend, and it's, like, on Blu-ray the next week. Yeah. It's, it's not like that... that Anticipation. When I was a kid, I felt like we waited a year before something came out on VHS so oh, yeah. we could watch it at home. Yeah, yeah. Now it's fast. Now they, they move right along. It, it's going to get to the point where it is now. I, I find it very interesting now because it's, it's almost like with the way they thought digital was going to kill music. Now there's so many films that are, are concurrent where it'll be released. Like I th- I'm not sure, but I think Dope was re- is available on like iTunes at the exact same time that we showed it. Yeah, a lot of our premieres are simultaneously available and on iTunes. Yeah, but people want to come see it in a theater, you know? Yeah. Like, like I, I know, like, for, for a... Well, I'm, I'm a movie nerd, so I'll, I want to see everything on the big screen. But, like, say if you gave me a choice and said, like, you can watch Star Wars today at home or on, go out on the big screen... I'm going to watch it on the big screen. Yeah. And and it does make it good for like I can imagine if you live in the middle of nowhere. Like if you if you actually live in the middle of nowhere. If you're you know, if, if you're shout out to Helen and Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> or or if you're if you're like, you know, I don't know, you're like a lumberjack or you're like a fisherman or you're doing something like that, and you have the capacity for for internet wherever you work, at least then you can watch that movie you want to watch. Um and I think it was Steven Sonnenberg who started all this like 10 or 15 years ago where he was like, I think there's going to be a world where we just do it all at the same time. Mm. And he put out a bunch of little indie films that were like, he put it out on like DVD. Yeah, like uh, Bubble and The Girlfriend yeah. Experience. Yeah. And it was like DVD, digital, theatrical, all the same day. Wow. Just as an experiment. Yeah. And like, I, I bet you there's some nerds out there who were like, if you released Star Wars or Mad Max on Blu-ray the exact same day as theatrical. I'm sure some multiplex theaters might be mad about that, but I bet you they would, like, go see on the big screen and then pay for the Blu-ray as they walked out the door. When I worked for Empire, they uh, attempted sort of a similar experiment. Yeah. When one of the Batman movies came out, one of the Dark Knight movies came out, they played the previous one. Yeah. Sorry, no. They played the new one, and you could buy the previous one, like yeah, something like that. You know what I mean? Like they had copies of Batman Actually, Begins. I think, well, no, I think it was like Dark Knight Rises was playing, and you could buy Dark Knight Rises. Like they did a screening. Oh, uh, okay. You could pre-order it, or you can actually take a copy. Well, your ticket included a copy of the movie, but you were just watching the movie on the big screen on the day that it came out on DVD. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Sorry, that was super confusing. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, we, we've done it with, with smaller films, but, like, when Tommy was here with The Room, I don't know how many DVDs and Blu-rays oh. he sold, but it was, it was gangbusters. Yeah. Like, he was selling those hand over fist. As well as underwear. As well as and underwear and everything. Yeah, so, like, uh, but even we did, this is a while back, but we did a, uh, or hosted, it was a rental, so the, the filmmakers rented the theater, but it was a, a, a Frisbee documentary. Or a, 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 oh yeah, not frisbee. That'll get me beat up. It's uh, ultimate frisbee. Ultimate, but how do you, frisbee's not allowed, isn't it? I thought frisbee was considered the incorrect term. Disc golf. Disc golf. 
I don't I'm, know. I'm going to have to consult with Nao. Yeah. <laughs> She's my ultimate expert because she was. I had just started working here, and she was yeah. like, we're going to champion to get this to play at the Mayfair. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but those guys, similar to Tommy, like the it was very old school, but this guy was like, on the road, like going city to city, the way that was in the seventies, almost like with one film print, but he was just going around with his, his digital means of showing the film. But if I remember correctly, he had t-shirts, but for sure he had DVDs and it was packed. Like there must've been 300 people in here. And I wouldn't be surprised if he sold like 200 DVDs that night. He had a couple giant boxes and people were just walking out and giving him 10 or 15 bucks. So, so there is proof that that works. So Mm -hmm. people will, want to enjoy it as a group socially, but then still buy the souvenir and bring home. But I think in the case of the room, the majority of people want to come once a month and see it. Oh yeah. 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 Like we, I think we sold more Blu-rays and DVDs while he was here. You don't really sell a lot of them. No. Day to day. Yeah. People want to come see it here. Yeah. Get it autographed. Stuff like that. But it it is, it, it is like buying the home version of something. Yeah. Cause it, it'd be like a fun home game where you can, you know, Watch it at home with your friends and like drink a bunch of beer. I I wish that I had watched it at home one time before coming to see it. Yeah. Because not that I wasn't fun, you know, but like I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) And I saw it for the first time with everybody screaming and throwing spoons and stuff. You need an introductory screen. A little bit, yeah. So it's good to have a friend who has a copy of the DVD or (laughs) get it yourself. I remember when I was, I don't know, I was in high school, maybe younger, and... um, uh, Rocky Horror came out on like home entertainment. Mm. And, and I, <laughs> that, that's what we'll start calling home it. entertainment. And I just remember it being like, even though I was like, you know, 12 or 13, I remember being like, that, that's not, that's not how this works. Like, like, and I just imagine people like in, you know, four people in a house all dressed up throwing rice at yeah. each other. And it's like, it's like, I was like, there's some things that just, it, it, it is the difference. What I always say is like, it's the difference between, you know, listening to your favorite band at home and going to see them. Yeah. Like, like if you're a Kiss fan, you have to go see Kiss. Be, like, that's what they do, you yeah. know? Like, if, in, and, like, any kind of band that puts on a big show, especially the slightly older generation bands, like your, your Rushes or your Kiss. Springsteen. Springsteen, yeah. Or, or even more modern stuff, like your, your Lady Gaga. Like, yeah. that's the, the show you it's have to go. Yeah. yeah. So the same with a movie, like, like watching Fury Road at the Mayfair with the sound system is way different. Even even if you have a, a hundred inch TV at home, it's not going to be it's the not same. Going to shake yeah. your entire being. And you don't get <laughs> you don't get the people cheering, and you don't get you There's know. No standing ovation at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a shame that well, see, we screened uh, Sharknado. Like we couldn't have screened it at a better time. Like it, yeah. it was it was it was people had watched the YouTube stuff and it was in the news and we got a hold of it and we screened it once and packed the place. It was nearly sold out. Yeah. And then screened it again, didn't do as well. And then screened part two and it didn't do horribly, but didn't, didn't do the same thing. Like that was a, it's, it's 15 minutes of fame came and went and we got it at the perfect time. But now Sharknado three is out and people were asking me if we were going to screen it. And I said, Uh. I said, never say never, (laughs) but I said, I think it's kind of done. It's played out. Some, guy came up to me outside I think we just finished doing the marquee or whatever mm-hmm. he was a you know I'm not even gonna say a little intoxicated he was pretty <laughs> intoxicated and he was like hey are you guys gonna play Sharknado 3 <laughs> and then he starts like naming off you know every single one of those movies from yeah that uh internet tv service yeah yeah like 
what about Sharktopus <laughs> Mastodontagon? And I was yeah. just like, no, dude. <laughs> I, would, I would love a world where 300 people came to see those twice a month. I would love to show those. But it, it was like Sharknado was just one in a million. And because yeah. like the sci-fi network down in the States, uh, they produce I, maybe even more, but they produce like 50 of those a year. Like they produce one every like Friday or Saturday night. There's a new bad monster movie. Yeah. And that's amazing to me. Like that's crazy. So I would love if, if we had support for that, but it's just, it's, it's tough. Like it's like when we screened uh, Faithful Findings. Yeah. Did really well once, but that's not going to make 70 months in a row. Like no, that's, yeah. it, it's, and, and what, when, when he, when that filmmaker has his new film, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we could screen that. Yeah, we should try. Um, I saw he's on Twitter trying to get a distributor now. And <laughs> Neil Green. Yeah. But so, but it, it's tough because like, you know, cult movies are cult movies for a reason is that most of them are just actually bad and Silly. don't catch on. Yeah. And, you know, for all the stuff we screen, it's, you know, we screen Rocky Horror in the Room and that worked. <laughs> but yeah. but it's even not because we created it. We're, yeah. You know, we yeah. didn't make it successful. We were hoping that we would create Fatal Findings. We were yeah. hoping that that would be the new thing. But when you try, it doesn't work. No. And, and that's you can't, why... You can't bring that audience in. It just has yeah. to happen. Yeah. And so, but speaking of, we'll see, we're doing a new experiment. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. No, this is exciting. Boom, boom. We're doing four Fridays in a row of post-apocalyptic C-grade movies from, from the, the 80s. 80s. Other countries. Other countries. <laughs> and it's the kind of stuff, it's, it's the kind of stuff that I point at and be that... This is the stuff that's going to get lost in the ages because no one's ever going to bother to restore it from VHS. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the kind of stuff that would be in the back of the store, bottom of the shelf on a Saturday night when the rest of the movies are all gone. These are the movies that are left behind. Um, so we can't tell you what they are because that's part of the gimmick is that it's a secret for members. It's not even on the listings. Yeah. We don't even know what it is. No. Or I, I don't. Certainly. No. And no. It, and I have an idea. Yeah. I could, I could guess out of like five movies. Yeah, but I don't know what we're showing this Friday. Also, infer from the poster what's going down. Yeah, the poster designed by uh, our own Peter Maurer. Yeah, uh, it's on our website, Apocalypse Pow. Um, yeah, it gives you the poster art from all these different movies. It gives you an idea of what you're in for. But really, you don't have to know what it is because it's not like it's going to be a surprise in the terms of you're not going to show up and we're playing Dead Poet Society. Like you're not going to be <laughs> like it's not you're not going to show up. And, and we're playing the Rainbow Break cartoon movie. Like, it, it's going to be something... If you're coming to see a post-apocalyptic B-grade 80s film... You said they were C-grade first. C-grade. I'm, I'm moving it up. I'm moving it up. A-plus films. Um, yeah, like, you, you'll, you know what you're getting into. It, it's, it's not going to be something that will be shocking to you that it's going to... I, I bet you there'll be some form of uh, armor and motorbikes. Probably loud noises. Loud noises. People, people dressed up in punk attire. Yeah. Mohawks. Probably some, dirt. Probably some Amazonian women. Hair. Bow and arrows. Yeah, yeah. Um, four-wheelers. And these aren't even hints. We're just skulls, saying random skulls, things. <laughs> skulls. That'll be skulls. Uh, the the, the desert. Desert. Yeah, because they would shoot in the desert because then they didn't have to dress anything. They would just have to... 
throw a carcass of a car or a couple fake skeletons out and there. And either either set in the year 2000 yeah. or like 1997. I love movies set in 1997. Predator 2. They weren't far enough away yeah. because you were watching a movie, say you're watching a movie even in 1977 or even like, but especially if it was like 1987. You're like, this is going to happen in 10 years? But... But Hollywood is still guilty of that because I believe I haven't seen it, but I believe like Chappie is set in like oh, it's like twenty fifty six or something like that. Not like, even. I thought it was like twenty twenty two or oh something. God. Like, like they always set the future not far enough away because we've already passed Blade Runner, right? Or are we about to pass, pass Blade Runner? Blade Runner was set in like. Well, we just were caught up with Back to the Future. Back to the Future, yeah. But I think we've passed Blade Runner, if I remember correctly. We've certainly passed most of the any any of these Apocalypse Pal movies. Yeah. Though I think one of them is set in the year three thousand. Oh, see, that's better because <laughs> none of us are going to make it that long, yeah. so we can't judge it. We can't like exactly. You can totally let your imagination go that way. I wonder if they do it on purpose, like just so that you have something to be afraid of. Yeah. Like, uh, this is going to be in fifty years when you're a grandparent. This is going to yeah. be the world. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to be driving around and like souped up. <laughs> yeah, classic cars. Because you watch stuff and it says like the year two thousand, and you're like, why don't they have cell phones? <laughs> Where's the internet? Why is it like, like they 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 got everything wrong? Why haven't you learned to communicate yet? I think the Jetsons, which was whatever mid sixties, kind of the Hanna Barbera boom. I think that was nineteen ninety nine, and oh. and that was our and and because you know in in. And I'm making up a number, but in like sixty six ninety nine seemed a hundred years away. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get no flying cars or no. made robots. We're so, d- despite our cool things we have, we're still far behind. Yeah, we're still pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. iPhones are cool, but I want my jetpack and robot I dog. I hoverboard. Hoverboard. Well, they got hoverboards, I think. Don't we got hoverboards? There's a really cool painting I saw on Facebook of what would happen if, if like, the Titanic sunk now. Yeah. And it's, it's the Titanic split in half, and everyone's in the water holding up their smartphones, yeah. taking videos of the Titanic sinking. Yeah. That's funny. The, um, yeah, now it's, it's, we, like, we have, speaking of the surfboards, or sorry, skate, flying skateboards, mm. we have Back to the Future um, coming September up. September 19th. September 19th. And they did a thing, Michael J. Fox was on Conan a couple years ago, but they made the horrible, ugly shoes. Yeah. Was it Reebok? Maybe misbranding it. it was, somebody made the, the horribly ugly 2015 shoes. And, like, it's funny because in Back to the Future 2, 2015 just kind of looks like the 90s. Like, it's a lot of pink and pastels and a lot of shoulder pads. Yeah, or the 80s. Like, the it's 80s, still yeah. in the 80s where it's like, okay, we want to make this the future, but still have it look like the 80s. Yeah. But the they sold those shoes for charity, and they made a lot of money because they sold them for, like, 200 bucks a piece and all the money went to charity. So those are out there. They made fake hoverboards that were just basically like a, a movie perfect replica um, and maybe the baseball caps but so there's some merchandise out there that you can get but but I think now like with that kind of droney technology like we're going to have those hoverboards sooner than later yeah. in, in Toys R Us's I believe but um, but yeah so Back to the Future trilogy is on the horizon uh, we were hoping to get a DeLorean but I think our DeLorean contact is... The DeLorean itself is out of commission. Is out of commission. Like most of them, really. Like most, yeah. Like most of them. <laughs> to no one's surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is a bit of a bummer, but I understand. It, yeah. Yeah. Just picture it in your head and smile. 
Just bring your car and cut off the doors and reattach them to the top part. We can make a DeLorean out of cardboard boxes, guys. Oh, man. Somebody should totally make a DeLorean out of cardboard boxes. We get enough cardboard boxes from, like, Coke and stuff, you know? That'd be awesome. The uh, But, yeah, so this the Indiana Jones trilogy did pretty well. It was fun. And we got to break out our uh, hot dog machine. Yeah, our first experiment in hot doggery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went pretty well. It's a word. And so we'll have that back. I think we're going to... I should have said hot diggity. Hot diggity. Because <laughs> we'll we're trying to figure out when is the best time to serve them when people will actually yeah. be interested in having a hot dog. Yeah. When do people want to eat hot dogs? We don't want to be wasteful. Monday night's not really a no. hot dog night. But I think we'll, we'll definitely break it out for kind of the genre appropriate. It's like it's like a fun to hot dog ratio. Yeah. Like if we're showing... We should show hot dog the movie. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. everybody gets a hot dog? Yeah. Like if we're showing Unity, does the like... Does the save the world highbrow crowd want a hot dog as much as the midnight movie crowd? Maybe I don't Maybe. know. And we have vegan. We've been serving we vegan hot dogs. Yeah, we which got, we got if both. you take With a buns. if you take a bite of those vegan hot dogs, then you become a, a carnivore again. No, <laughs> <laughs> Josh is immune. Yeah. The um, yeah, so we'll probably break them out for the midnight movies, but it's easy enough to turn on. So even if it's something yeah, it like. Takes 10 minutes for the machine to warm up and 10 minutes for a hot dog to cook once Like if half a dozen people come in and be like, I want a hot dog, we can get that rolling. Like, Yeah, we can probably figure out where you were sitting and come bring it to yeah. your seat once it's ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, And then we have, what do we, we have some things, the last thing, we don't have a booking date, but we were told to start playing the trailer and I put it on the internet of Mr. Holmes. Yep. Which I'm excited about because I love which Sherlock Holmes movies. Uh, that's the movie Lee was hoping to get this week. Yeah. With Ian McKellen. Yeah, so we don't have sure. a date for that, but it'll be, that's one of the ca- rare cases where we can say it's coming soon because it's kind of circling. We never like to kind of say something that might get torn away from us. Um, but it's already been torn away, so. Yeah, but it's, it's hovering. We're going to get it soon. And that's a story of like a Sherlock Holmes in his 90s. It's yeah. amazing that this character won't go away. Like, like as we speak, there is a, very popular BBC. It's more of a TV movie miniseries than a series because they're 90-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. But so there's, there's the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes. There's the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes, which I think there might be a third movie being made. I'm not sure. Wow. There's the American... Um, oh, with Lucy Liu or with something? With Lucy Liu playing Watson and guy from Trainspotting playing Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> So that's three Sherlock Holmes on at the same time. And now with Ian McKellen, that's four Sherlock Holmes on more or less at the same time. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of Sherlock Holmes. But it's, it's characters like this, like whether it be Superman and Batman or Sherlock Holmes or Dracula, they just, they never go away. And even now there's ones that kind of went away for a bit. And then like, I think somebody said they're working on a Tarzan movie. So like Tarzan, um, they tried to do Lone Ranger. That didn't work out so well. <laughs> but... Um, the powers that be like these characters because they don't got to pay anybody. They're just public domain. You're right, yeah. Like, we could make a we could make a, a Sherlock Holmes movie if we wanted and nobody could sue us. So... Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. Matt. <laughs> Kickstarter. Or the James Bond thing, which is confusing, but James Bond... This could be complete internet nonsense, but I believe James Bond now is public domain in certain countries because the laws have expired. So I could make a James Bond comic book, but not sell it in 
the UK or the States. Ah. So, so you could make a James Bond film, but only screen it in Canada. Did you know yeah. that uh, the novel For Your Eyes Only, a lot of that is set in Ottawa? Yeah. I he comes to Ottawa? What? There's um, a blog, a design blog mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. from Ottawa. Somebody wrote a big thing. They went mm-hmm. to like the hotel room where he wrote it, I think. And, That's cool. I don't know, took photos. I think they kept it more or less as is, which is pretty interesting. I do not know that. Yeah. Anyway, there's a blog post about it somewhere on the internet. Somewhere on the internet. So that means Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig should come here and shoot a James Bond movie. Then. Yeah. I remember where it was written. Yeah, there was ages ago. There was I don't even think rumor. I think there was they were trying Batman and Robin, horrible horrible movie. Almost came to shoot here because we have winter and snow and the canal and kind of nice architecture. And they were going to come here and shoot Ottawa as Gotham under snow. Oh. And then it just didn't happen. But I remember it being like there was like like press release kind of stuff or like looking for this, looking for that. So that that is a big film that almost came here. We, we have a lot of small films that shoot here and TV stuff. Um, Michael what? Keaton shot Michael a movie Keaton. here. Yeah. I got to watch that. Not a good movie. No, no. <laughs> Not a good movie, but he did shoot a movie here. It wasn't Birdman. He did shoot no. Birdman here. Man, I wish. Yeah, they were shooting on Somerset. Well, Keen should have Keen. And it was set in New York. They shot on Somerset and uh, uh, the street that Colonnade Pizza's on. It's uh, well, they shot outside the Blackburn uh, apartment building. Yeah. Which is Somerset. Yeah. Yeah, around the corner from McDonald's, more or less. Man, Milo Keaton should have came here and introduced Beetlejuice. We tried to do that, and oh, he, nice. apparently he didn't want to. Ah, he was busy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm busy filming this awesome movie. I can't come to the Mayfair. Uh, what else is coming? Uh, the Ottawa premiere of Eden. Oh, yeah, August, Eden. August 14th it starts. This yeah. is a French DJ movie. Ah. About uh, the, the world of dance clubs or something like that. Man, Some I... Some such thing. I worked... Completely naive to the world of DJs. I worked a DJ show at Blues Fest last year, two years ago, and it was uh, Skrillex. And I was such an old man because people were talking about Skrillex, and I didn't know whether it sounds like a British 70s girl band or something, you know, I don't know. But being, it worked really well because there was a band with like instruments before him, and he was, his stuff was behind. So we basically got to get rid of all like the drum and guitars and all like that. And then a curtain went up, and there was his his DJ stuff. But it's a guy. It's a guy at a computer. Yeah. So I was backstage kind of coiling a cable with earplugs in, wearing a hard hat because you have to wear a hard hat because it's a construction site, looking out onto this crowd of millions of teenage girls and boys and just being like, do your parents know where you are? Because <laughs> it was just this packed house of kids really into the music, but it was just you know, the, the lights were going and the music was thumping and it, and kids were dropping like flies because nobody drank water. So like the, I remember anytime there's an event like that at Blues Fest, the security area or the like kind of medical area where if you, if you bump your head, if you twist your ankle, they look like a mash unit because yeah. it's, just, it's just all these kids <laughs> who have been out in the sun all day, not wearing sunblock, not drinking water. Like, I don't care. Doing Maybe, drugs. Yeah, doing drugs. <laughs> and, and, and just dozens of them laying out there and you're just like, Oh man, like I have no interest in going to see a live concert in such a venue. Even when I was a kid, I would, well, I was, you know, 
we, we stayed inside. I don't want to go outside when I was a kid, but yeah. So, but this, this deep, so this is, this is a fictional account. This is just like a, yeah, it's a drama, drama about a DJ guy, a DJ guy. <laughs> so there'll be lots of, uh, of, of, uh, bright lights and heavy thumping music going through our system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And, um, oh, that was the other thing I was thinking of. It, it's the furthest away booking I think we've ever done. December. December. So, so mark your calendars. <laughs> Half a year from now, we have booked a premium. It feels like, you know, when they advertise it, when you see a Star Wars trailer, like a year and a half early. Yeah. But so uh, this film called Entertainment, which has uh, Neil Hamburger in it, but under his non-pseudonym, which I totally forget. Uh, yeah. Greg Turkington. Greg Turkington. So it's a, a kind of weird art house dark comedy about him playing a Neil Hamburger. I don't know if it's Neil Hamburger in the film. I noticed on the poster it's his real name. It's Greg on the on the poster. Mm-hmm. He seems to be playing Neil Hamburger. Yeah, the, but the poster is Neil Hamburger with the, the greasy hair and the glasses and the bow tie. Like and it, the voice. And the voice, yeah. So so this this Neil Hamburger-esque film. And it's it's a good cast because it's, it's, it's him. John C. Riley. John C. Riley, who's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of Michael Tim... Sarah. Michael Tim and, Sarah. Tim and Eric are one of them. One of those guys, yeah. yeah. And and uh, Michael Sarah is one of those guys who I always come to the defense of because people say, like, oh, he's really washed up. I'm like, no, he's just doing weird movies that you're not seeing. <laughs> or you don't understand the character that he's playing. Yeah, like, Those yeah. are the two options. Yeah. Um, John C. Riley, I think, can do no wrong because even in the worst movie, he's awesome. But he, And he jumps back and forth from, like, heavy drama to, like, goofy Will Ferrell movies. And, and uh, so this movie will be kind of somewhere in between yeah. those. I, when I was watching the trailer, I just kept being more and more surprised by who was popping up. In yeah, it. yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. But that's, some, somebody asked me, why is it so far away? And I'm like, well, because the, the, the American premiere is in like mid-late November. So yeah. we're getting it right after that. Like, so it's just that we managed to book it really early, which is cool, so we know it's coming. But... Um, yeah, we do some movies like that. Like we just we can't say can we show it tomorrow. We have to wait. <laughs> we yeah, have to. We have to wait until the natural order of things. Yeah, which happened with Unity when when folks were kind of I was answering questions on Facebook or Twitter about it. I was like, well, you know, I understand that you don't know the rules, which is totally cool. But we can't just send an email and say can we show Unity. Like we have to wait till their distribution pattern if it's coming to Canada, yeah. uh, and then there might be a time where they say oh, you can show it this time, and we're like, oh, we're already booked with something else then, you know, there's all these factors, but, uh, um, but yeah, so, so you have, till December, mark your calendar, <laughs> clear your events to come see the Neil Hamburger-esque entertainment film. Just in time for the holidays. Just in time for the holidays, the perfect holiday feature. Uh, but yeah, I guess we're going to wrap things up mm-hmm. for another week, and hope it's not pouring rain outside so I can make it safely home. Hopefully we don't end up in a cyclone. Yes, a Sharknado, if you will. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Get more out of life. Go out to a movie.